0: All right, welcome back to the show Money Grows on Trees podcast. My name is Lloyd Ross. This episode is titled What is driving your money decisions? What is driving your money decisions? Okay, very interesting topic because once you understand what drives your decision-making when it comes to your finances, and when it comes to most, pretty much all actually decisions you make as a human being, you will be able to self-audit and change how you make decisions, why you make decisions, and with that information, you will be able to shift your behavior when it comes to many things, but most importantly on this show, your money and financial decisions. So. What I would love to do is share with you these three human needs and then apply them or explain to you how these shift or shape, I should say, your financial decision-making. Okay, so here are the three essential human needs. These are the things that we must need, that we crave, that we we we, <laughs> we pander to, we run to like a moth to a flame. Okay? And without these, then we, we get very unstable and we get unsteady and we, we, we slip into despair, so to speak, okay? So they're very important. That's why they're called needs because we need them. But they're very simple, okay? So the 1st I'll, I'll explain the first or all three of the human needs and then I'll explain in a bit more detail how they affect your spending and your financial decisions, okay? So the first human need is that of security and safety, that is the essential, the first essential human need: security and safety. What does that mean? It means we do we make decisions that improve and increase our security and safety, and we do that because without it, we would surely perish. Okay. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if there is uh, undue weather, we seek shelter. Okay, that's safety, and we we enjoy elements of. Non-violence. So, if you in areas where there's a lot of violence, you flee to an area. Like for example, there's a war, then most people flee to an area of safety. So, security and safety. So, it's where you're secure. Okay. And so, when it comes to your decision making, uh, most people move towards security and safety. It is just a human element. Like our brains are designed to keep us safe, and so we are. We, we're easily moved to security and safety because it keeps us alive. But what's fascinating is if we live in an environment that is secure and safe, like I live in Australia in a beautiful city here, and it's very safe and it's very secure and there's no wars. Um, and, you know, in a nice family harmony, there's no domestic violence. There's no, there's no other vi- There's not a lot of safety issues, Okay. Now, a lot of people live in those beautiful places. Now, some don't, but if they don't, then they'll be moving towards those places of safety and security, okay? Well, I hope they are. And so with that said, if we're already living in a place like that, then how does safety and security affect our decision-making? Like, how does it work against us? And I'll come to that. Let me explain the other two human needs, okay? The first one is security and safety. The second one is self-worth, so we make decisions to improve and increase our self-worth. We want to be worth something, okay? Now, a lot of people uh, seemingly make decisions to reduce their self-worth, but at the end of the day, our, our true human need and desire is to be someone of value, Okay. And so this will happen if you're ostracized from a group, for example, you'll feel like you have lower self worth and you'll want to improve that self worth. So you'll want to be part of a clicky crew. You'll want to have a friendship. Like you will want to have some level of self worth because if you are nervous when you start talking on stage, for example, or talking to a group, the reason you're nervous is because you want to be accepted and loved by that group because you want to have some level of, of worth to them. Okay. So worth to them also translates to worth to you if you're a worthy person in society it, it makes you elated and makes you feel good and all these chemical uh, you know you experience all these chemical reactions in your body so it, it improves your level of happiness and joy if you are someone of of worth right so we want to make decisions to improve our self-worth okay the second human need sorry the third human need the third human need is that of significance. So we want to have some level of significance. So we want to make an impact. We want to be, we want to be more than just a number, more than just a cog in the wheel of this earth. We want to have a level of significance. So that our life mattered. Okay, it, it meant something that we walked the earth, and all of us have this desire to play a, a role of significance in the world and be remembered. You know, and I think of um, the movie Troy, where Brad Pitt's in the boat and he's playing Achilles, and and he says, um, the young boy comes up to him when he's going to fight um, this big guy, Boagrius, B- B- whatever his name is, and he's scared. The little boy's scared, and he says, Achilles, why are you... F- uh, he says something like, I would not like to fight him, and Achilles turns around and says, that's why no one will remember you. So in that particular movie, the character of Achilles has a very high human desire, human need to fulfill his feeling of significance. And he's actually... His place in history. And a lot of, I would say, dictators, warlords, leaders, um, you know, uh, commanders of the past, you know, from Genghis Khan to uh, William the Conqueror to even more recently, you know, presidents and prime ministers and, and wh- whoever it is, world leaders, right? We c- they have a desire to cement their place in history, and that is a need for significance, Okay, to play a role, to leave a mark, to leave a legacy. And inside of us all, there's this desire or need for that level of significance. And on a smaller scale, we all, ha- we all want to be significant in our families, to our friends, and it's this needing of self-worth and significance that drives a lot of our decisions. So if you think about from a financial standpoint, so taking a bit of a step back, the, when people make decisions financially they still make decisions financially to secure these three human needs. So for example, a lot of people want to buy a house because it fulfills the need of safety and security. Like if I own a house, I'm secure. I've got my plot of land, the walls around me and I legally own it. No one can take it off me uh, unless I don't pay the mortgage, but I, f- I feel secure, okay? So that drives a lot of the house purchasing, security, right? And so if you, if you think about how else people acquire security with their finances? A lot of people want to pay off debt to feel secure, right? So that's also another way to feel safe and secure. Um, they want to have less debt. They want to own their house. Um, what else might come to, to mind when it comes to safety and security? It might be they want a job, and so they feel more secure and safe because they have a consistent income stream and in a job. So that dictates their decision to stay in a job rather than start a business for example and that has a an impact on someone's wealth so you can see how decision making when it comes to safety and security does dictate a lot of financial decision making and this is why people don't take substantial risks in their finances because they're addicted to the safety and security measure of the human needs so that is how it impacts your finances however if you go and purchase a house with a lot of debt then you may not be as secure as what you think so you have to understand second order consequences not just hey i'm going to go buy a house so i feel secure it's oh also i have a mortgage so oh will that give me more security or less security right so sometimes when we when we go and run towards security and safety when it comes to finances we're actually putting ourselves in more in less security and safety if we're doing it with debt okay but it definitely it definitely uh impacts our decisions and that's what happens when people don't start a business or a second income stream because it, it feels like it's uh, unsafe what's called um like uh society safety like if you go and start something, do something different to the tribe, all of a sudden it feels unsafe because you're doing something different. But to do, to be different and have more than one income stream, you have to do different things. So sometimes feeling safe in just one job is actually working against you when it comes to security and safety. And during COVID, a lot of people experienced that. They thought they had safety and security in a job, but they actually didn't. So you do have to be careful in making sure you understand that do you have real security and safety in your finances because you... Have a place, or you have a job, um, or you're you're paying off debt. Is, that, is it really safe, safe and secure, or is there another order of consequences beyond that that actually creates a lot of unsafety and insecurity? So it's just some things to consider when you're making financial decisions. Have a think about what is the driver of this decision, because sometimes we don't start businesses because we want to stay safe, but that's not always the best wealth step. Okay, the second one of self worth. A lot of people, when it comes to self-worth, they they spend money to build their self-worth. So they'll buy into friendships, they'll, they'll, they'll do certain things to be loved by other people or build up their self-worth in themselves. They might spend money on clothes, they might spend money on a specific car to build their self-worth. Um... And we, none of us are immune to this. We all need the, the human, We all need to feel worthy. And so the question is: Are you spending too much money on trying to fulfill that need instead of looking for other ways to fulfill the need? So if we are a person of value, and we give value in other ways, say for through advice or listening to people, being present with people, um, giving them small tokens of appreciation, writing someone a letter. I mean, writing someone a letter and putting the post is such high value. Like it will make you a person of value. You will build a lot of self-worth doing that because you'll be loved and admired by your friends and family and people in your tribe because you're taking time to to do those things. That'll give you a lot of self-worth. And guess what? It doesn't take any money. Like maybe a stamp, like maybe a dollar, and it just takes a little bit of your time. Whereas a lot of people that get into financial hardship, they're trying to buy self worth that's quite expensive, and that's where it can come unstuck. Okay, so um, there are more effective ways of building self worth than spending money on branded clothes or you know buying into a circle or whatever it might be. And so I'd encourage you to look for other unique ways to build self worth than just spending money. And Again, one of the simple, well, not so simple, but one of the ways I've built my own self-worth is to do challenging things. So like, um, you know, if you run a marathon, like when we ran a 100-kilometer ultra, it built self-worth in me. When I've done boxing fights, it's built self-worth in me. When I have um, one bodybuilding competitions and and bungee and, I mean, you know, public speaking experiences and anything that shifts you out of your comfort zone and you get to do something challenging and overcome it, those things are really effective at building self-worth. And quite a lot of the time, they don't require a substantial amount of money. And I think you'll find more sustainable, deep-seated self-worth that will last a lifetime in doing those things than just spending money to look like you're someone of self-worth, if that makes sense. So I think, yeah, look to try and not spend money on on an outer scorecard to people of your self-worth, but more of an inner scorecard of doing things that are challenging to build up your personal self-worth. And when you look in the mirror, you want to be able to actually look in the mirror and see someone who is of high self-worth without having to spend millions of dollars to do it, right? The third one, which is all about significance, this is a big driver when it comes to people who... uh, It could go two ways. Some people try and buy significance, and you'll see this where... uh, You know, again, we're not immune to it. You might buy certain clothes to feel significant. You might buy a car to feel significant. You might buy a Lambo, a Ferrari, a big house. This is a bit of a significance driver because you have significance in your tribe, your peer, because you're doing something a little bit out of the norm, which is like, wow, I'm, I'm actually quite significant. Or your work and what you decide to do will bring you a lot of significance. And this is where you see a lot of business owners playing the legacy card and they work very hard and very diligently and they take big risks in their business. They do end up building a lot of wealth, but it's to leave a mark. It's to leave a legacy. So when they're gone, they're remembered. And so significance can be a very good driver for motivating yourself to get into business and scale your wealth. Um, To leave something to your kids will give you a level of significance for a while. And so you have to, again, similar to the self-worth part, Look for ways to build a lot of significance that doesn't require you to spend a lot, okay? There are there are ways to do it, but what happens to people's finances when they, when they run for these human needs too quickly by trying to buy them as fast as they possibly can and they're not sustainable human needs. Like, if you run into a house too fast and use too much debt, that may not be sustainable security and safety for you. If you run to even, you know, a... Uh, pay for your wedding and you get into credit card debt to get married to feel a level of self-worth and significance, that will also not be sustainable. If you buy a a very nice car, you've you've borrowed too much money to do it, to get self-worth or significance, that will also not be sustainable. So you just have to take a step back or give yourself a bit of an audit and ask yourself, how am I satisfying these three human needs when it comes to my finances? Am I doing it too swiftly and using debt? Am I doing it in a way that's not sustainable? Or am I achieving these three human needs in such a way that doesn't require me to spend much? And if that's the way you're acquiring these human needs or meeting these human needs, you will actually live a a more prosperous, happier, joyful, long-term life because you will not be uh, that will be deep-seated sustainable need like you would have met them and continue to meet them over the course of your life and if you're meeting those three, three needs of safety, security, uh, self-worth and significance you will actually feel very fulfilled you'll feel very fulfilled and you'll be someone who doesn't Beat themselves up a lot. There's not a lot of negative self-talk going on. You'll feel very proud. You'll feel you will. You'll just feel a level of happiness that you you can you can only get when those three needs are, filled, are fulfilled. So um, I would encourage you to do those, achieve those three human needs, and strive to achieve those three human needs to improve your happiness. But I wouldn't suggest to do it too swiftly and put yourself in a position where they're not sustainable, okay? So have a think about how am I, how is my, am I spending decisions impacted by me trying to achieve these three human needs, okay? It might be uh, you're spending money on certain clothes or entertainment for the weekend to put yourself in a position to meet a future mate to then feel like you're more secure or you might be doing the same thing to acquire something like a house, okay? So just have a think about those and and i would i would encourage you to just think about them as you're spending your money and make sure you can acquire those needs without spending too much, because that's really what gets you in hot water. All right. So I hope you've enjoyed that episode. They're the three core human needs that drive all of our decisions, but also most importantly, our financial decisions. So make sure that then they're, they're driving great, intelligent financial decisions and sustainable ones and not fast, fleeting ones. All right. So I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Do give us a follow, hit the subscribe button, give us a five-star review if you'd like to do that. And you're enjoying the show and of course if you want to jump into our free telegram channel it's lloydstelegram.com daily free money tips in there i usually talk about topics in there written before i come and do a lot of episodes on the show so if you want to jump in there it's free dive in and then also uh, go to the links in the in the show notes you'll see our youtube channel as well as um links to the books that I have, my two books, Money Buys Happiness, and Money Grows on Trees. And of course, if you want to share these episodes to your stories on Instagram, by all means, go do that. Um, we don't do any advertising on this platform to keep it very ad-free for you guys. So hope you're enjoying the value when it comes to money. Go and binge the last 100 or so, hundred. 20 30 episodes of the show and um thank you everyone for helping us grow the show by the end of this year i think we'll be at two thousand subscribers which is fantastic for a show that doesn't run any advertising in it either so thanks for your attention appreciate you and i'll talk to you in the next episode of money goes on trees podcast